Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by AssholeConsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Yes, we are doing another crappy podcast. The audio quality will be poor because the availability of my time is also very poor, unlike the great one. You know, when the great one has to work... He occasionally will record. Actually, you know what? I can't bust the great one's balls. I can't because uh, he, more than many others, will do a podcast while he's hiking or driving. So I can't. I can't bust his balls. I was kind of hoping I could bust his balls, and then I realized, in all intellectual honesty, he will actually combine two things at once and save himself an hour of time or two hours. But I think maybe only him and I are the only ones that actually do this. Where the audio quality is poor, but at least it gets out. You get your fix. Oh, holy white trash of America. What in God's name? Tucson! Tucson. I got a new model for Tucson. And I'm not joking. I'm in Tucson. <laughs> Tucson. You'll think you're in New Mexico. Because it's such a shithole. Uh, it is... Uh, and I'm not joking, because I... I kept thinking unconsciously that I was in New Mexico because there's so much white trash. There's so many bums. It's uh, the, the, There's crap on the streets. This is not as bad as North Philly, but I kept thinking for the long, like, no, wait, you're in Arizona. You're in the nice state. <clears throat> this isn't Albuquerque, but you could be forgiven if you thought it was. And so I'm on the north side of Tucson. My buddy, uh, he was telling me that there's um, some geographical barriers. Very interesting geography. You have to look it up. But I, they, they had to have done it on purpose because if you look at the map, a bunch of roads don't go through. There's like a wash, <clears throat> which is like a river when there's water flowing through it. And uh, they only have like a few key bridges going over this wash. So you got to drop down at least five, six miles to go to the one bridge to cut over to go back up north. And I guess the rest of the city is like that. So it's kind of broken up into quadrants. He said Tucson is basically four separate towns that nobody else goes visited, uh, visits. They're all in their own separate neighborhood. I'm not even the worst part of Tucson. I'm on Grant Avenue. Have them look it up. And uh, the further east you get, the nicer it gets. And the closer you get to the interstate, the more uh, shopping carts you see without the uh, corresponding grocery store nearby. And uh, and then, then the bums come out. Oh, do the bums come out. Uh, you got to hand it to white people. Not only did we invent every, practically everything. We didn't get everything. We didn't get everything. <clears throat> Just most things. Not only uh, did we invent most things, but my God, are there, 
Is there anybody else better at being homeless than white people? Like the bag lady or the... Oh, are they creative? They take it to a whole new level. Run in black eyes. Hey, but he got changed. No, I don't. And that's about it. But the, the, the I'm not joking. I am not joking. Uh, the white baby boomers have a lock on crazy bum people, crazy street people. Uh, I was in Glendale, uh, Arizona, not Tucson. <clears throat> Although Tucson has uh, fielded some uh, uh, admirable candidates in this competition as well. But uh, Glendale, Arizona, I think the, the number one prize goes to this 58-year-old lady. Who knows? She could have been 25, but with all the drugs and everything, she looked 58. She is pushing a wheelchair. And there ain't nobody in the wheelchair. I was at a QT, get my rooster booster light, because you need your rooster booster light. God bless the Southwest. And this lady is pushing a wheelchair, and there's nothing in the wheelchair except the little white dog. Her dog was in the wheelchair, and she was pushing the dog in the wheelchair. And then on the back of her wheelchair, she has all of her personal belongings. Did I take a wrong turn in Albuquerque? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think I'm on the right track. Yeah, I am. Okay, I recognize that place. So she's got all of her, you know, bag lady, except instead of a, a, car, a card, she had balanced it all on the handles that she was pushing uh, underneath her dog, chauffeuring a dog around in a, in a wheelchair. And she looked like an old haggard Peggy Bundy, like she was wearing spandex Zubas. I don't know if uh, most of my listening audience even knows what Zubas are. I guess that was a thing in the 90s. Loud pants. I think it was started by a wrestler. But these weren't regular. These are spandex Zubas. <laughs> Gray hair, but still somehow done up. Cigarettes. I just... It, you know who she looked like? I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Something About Mary. She looked like the old lady with the leathery skin um, and smoke of the cigarettes. That's kind of what she looked like, except she was dressed like Peggy Bundy with tight span, loud colors, loud. And she was just pushing her dog in a wheelchair and I'm like that that's our winner that's our winner we still there's still second and third place but that is definitely that's gonna be hard to beat but I think that's gonna be our winner and uh, so far she has but then I came down uh, to Tucson I think a runner-up would be he couldn't have been more than 14 this kid 14 year old kid not missing a meal baby face my buddy was down here, Dave, they were driving. I'm like, how old is that kid? I think he's 14. I said, yeah, I think so too. Why the hell is he panhandling? What the hell's going on? They start him young. What the hell? And then, uh, oh, it's just been a colorful assortment of competitors since I've been down here in Tucson, but they're all white. They're all being all you other people. What do you mean, you other people? That's exactly what I mean. You people who aren't white. Other people. As the English language would dictate. But yeah, there, there's something. Aside, aside from the 14-year-old kid, uh, it's all been baby boomers. Baby boomers have definitely... Baby boomer white people, they make the best bums. I don't know, I guess you've been a bum your entire life. This is what happens after the hippies. Guarantee how much you want to bet if you go back and look at the history of baby boomer bums. Individually, like you find out, they're all flower power children. They want to avoid work. 
They move to the south where it's warm. And then that's that's been their life. Oh, speaking of um, uh, trailer trash white people, uh, I had to go to a Western Union for the first time in my life. Kind of kind of like things where it's like, if you can avoid, never been to a Western Union, never been to a cash checking place. Uh, but I had a client on Ansel Consulting wanted to do the Skype and just... I'm Jack. By the way, guys, $500 minimum. And it's paid in advance. I don't care how you get me the fucking money, but I'm not going to Western Union to do it again. This is not my client's fault. We didn't know. He didn't know. But he's from a country where they couldn't do PayPal. They got PayPal, but you can't use a credit card because reasons. Because, again, somebody fucked up. And because somebody fucks up, that means I got to dick around and waste my time. He's got to dick around and waste his time. Other people have to waste their time and not produce new production of GDP, but simply make up for the broken window fallacies of others. <coughs> so uh, we concluded. I said, well, I would have a Patreon. Oh, it doesn't work. He's like, what about Western Union? I'm like, ah, can you send it? I guess you can. So they've been around a while. They must have internationally. He says, yeah. He says, I, I can do it, but it's been years. I'm like, yeah, okay. So I was expecting to go to a Western Union shop. You know, actual, actual, you know, yellow and black uh, sign. And, uh, you know, actually go to the Western Union. be a new experience. They don't even have them anymore. You go to, they've uh, partnered with Walgreens. And it's all done on a computer screen now. Which is very wise on their part. You know, like, why would you spend the money on a physical building or employees when you could just have a kiosk. Yep, there's another, there's another white bum. Yes, there he is, right on the highway, getting off Grant Road, going northbound on 17. There it, there he is. Not a Latino, not a black guy, not an Asian. Nope, it's a baby boomer white guy. God damn it. And you know, you paint with a broad brush. Yes, yes I do, but it's a highly accurate broad brush. You'd be amazing how accurate broad brushes are. So I, I go in, and I can appreciate the efficiency of getting rid of all your employees and not having a physical building and then having a kiosk. But all my, thank God I took a picture of the screen wide enough because I needed his name, email, birthday, blood type, uh, uh, mother's maiden name, length of left the index toe. I mean, all this shit. You know, he says, hey, you need a, a code that I'm going to give you. And your name on your license, you know, whatever you put, whatever on your license, you gotta, you gotta give that something like, oh, I'm gonna give Western Union these two bits of information. And I was kind of impressed, I'm like how highly efficient he gets a code. Uh, I give him my name on my driver's license. <clears throat> he gives it to them, and those are the two bits of information, and like a username and a password. And then, then I get my money. Oh no, oh no, name, birth date, this, that, driver's license number. So the lady uh, at Walgreens, she sits me down in front of the kiosk. These, and they must have come up with this idea 20 years ago because the computer had like an A drive. <laughs> you could hear it whirring, I'm like waiting for the screen to load. I was like, oh my God. And I have to get up to Phoenix again. I got a fan to visit, client really. Maybe another fan will come visit. And um, you say, Aaron, I... I didn't you just have a meetup last night in Phoenix? Yes, I did. And you're driving back again? Yes, I am. 
you like your clients? Oh, that's my buddy. He's like, that's real nice, man. You're driving all the way back up. I'm like, yeah, par for that. He's like, what's the other? I'm like, because we didn't get to eat at Chompy's. I want to eat at Chompy's, which is, is probably my favorite restaurant in all. No, I take it back. Take it back. My favorite restaurant <coughs> in Phoenix is Durant's. Uh, if any of you guys ever go to Phoenix, now it's very pricey. It's a, this is definitely, you know, this is a place you take your wife to propose or fiance or whatever. Oh, uh, but it's a very nice old school restaurant. No windows, one of the nicest looking bars ever. Red velvet wallpaper. Just one of the classiest joints in all of America. Durant's, downtown Phoenix. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, okay, you take away a, a one-off like that. Chompy's is a Jewish deli, but uh, with American portions. It's just monstrous bagel and lox, pastrami sandwiches three stories tall, um, desserts, and oh, it's wonderful. And so, uh, if, if, even if you don't like Jewish food, uh, I really recommend you ever come to Phoenix, you go to Chompy's. Because it's only in Phoenix. I don't think there are any other place. So while you're here, <clears throat> might as well stop, get yourself a really good uh, good uh, something on rye. And so I, I won't last half the reason I'm going back all the way to Phoenix. Because I'm not coming back through Phoenix. I got to go to San Diego, visit the lovely Leslie uh, Eastman. Uh, Eastman. I got to visit Commander Alex, help him move out to Vegas. Yes, California, I'm taking your tax base with you. I'm good. That's why I drove the trucks. I can haul him and his production and his taxes away from communists. Screw you, California. So I figured I'd do the triangle, drop into Tucson slash Phoenix, cut over to San Diego. Visit the lovely uh, Leslie Eastman, and then make my way back north. And then, uh, man, winter's almost over, guys. You know, it's mid-February. Um, is it the 18th? Uh, yeah, we're in the later part of uh, February, and I gotta drive uh, back uh, in early March. Not that I wanted to, but it'd just be best to do it where. Uh, I'm going to stop at South Dakota and I got to talk to the people that own all the land around me and there's uh, HOA stuff we got to do. There's like a meeting they all have once a year. It's a South Dakota HOA. Basically, all, all we do, HOA fees are $200 a year because we got to pay somebody to plow the roads because <laughs> it's not, not city, county roads. And do you live in a gated, rich community? No, it's just I don't think the roads have been built out there yet. It's the dirt roads and all that. And so, uh, and I've never met these people, but I figure, oh, I better go meet these people anyway, right off the trip, drop off the truck, and then pretty much immediately fly back, and then hopefully, the bleeping weather will be warm enough to actually ride the bike. It's been horrible weather. This winter has been horrible. Not as bad as you guys have it up north, or in Washington, or God Almighty, Tahoe. Eight feet of snow in Tahoe. Minus 30 degrees in the upper Midwest. Um, it, it's been nowhere near that bad, but it's still definitely been cold in, in Las Vegas. I think there was only a handful of days 
we got into the upper 50s. It's been upper 40s, lower 50s for highs, and you just you just can't ride your motorcycle in that. I've put less than 200 miles on the motorcycle. I've only golfed three times. Um, there's just there's nothing. I, you can't do anything. I've been <clears throat> got my taxes done bright and early, and all this other boring stuff, but. Uh, no, it's just been, and so now I'm not going to have an enclosed vehicle. All I have is my motorcycle down there, so it darn well better get warmer. Otherwise, Cappy's going to have to wear his long undies. And I'll be having the fifth year anniversary of Asshole Consulting in mid-March. Of which I got to get the dates together and tell people about it. Had a hell of a meetup uh, with the guys in Phoenix. All the cool guys showed up. Um... Uh, this, this group includes actual rocket scientists. The average person has his master's in electrical engineering. I'm the low-grade dipshit. Another guy runs a successful pot business. Uh, what else? The salsa dancing engineer. I mean, you, you, get, you get these people and you're like, whoa, you know, this, this is pretty top-notch group of guys. And so we all met and hung out for hours, chit-chatted and all that. That was good. And then had to head back down to Tucson. So going to do a rocket run up to Phoenix. And, um, yeah, that's about it. And uh, I'm binging on the podcast. I did nine hours of hiking yesterday. Not one shot. They got a tremendous amount of rain. Maybe not a tremendous amount of rain, but a fair amount of rain for Tucson. And then uh, it hit the mountain range to the north, uh, which made all the washes turn into rather fast-flowing rapids. And if you go, I got an Instagram account. I really don't promote my social media probably as much as I should. But you, you can follow me on Twitter. I got a Twitter account. Yes, it does help. I know I gotta be. I know there's always should. There's always should. But then there's want to. Problem that never runs out. There's ne should never ends. What should you do? It never ends because there's always something you should do before you coast a little. Before you don't work. I should do this. I should do that. There's an unlimited amount of should. I should do this witty tweet. I should update the website, I should, I should, I should, and after a while it's like, fuck should, I don't wanna, just wrote a piece, no, I don't wanna, you should promote that on Twitter, no, I just, I'm burnt out, I don't wanna do that annoying Facebook, Twitter, Instagram shit, I know I should, I know I should do SEO optimization, I know I should what? Post it on different sites I have access to. Should, should, should. There's never want. I've been very good. I've, I've realized uh, this winter, early on, when I was doing hiking, I was always doing what I should. And you should do what you should. But there comes a limit where you gotta, you gotta just relax and not do anything. And, you do what you should do all the time. It's a miserable life. Oh, I was working out. I was getting work done, taxes done. I was doing everything I should, but I was miserable. Banging out all the work, making good money. God almighty, what is wrong with the goddamn roads out here? 
and I'm just miserable. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm not doing the next 35, the remaining, not the next, the last 35 years of my life, if I get along that far. I'm not doing it what I, what I should. I'm going to do about 65% should level. Because there was 100%. There'd be days I'd work all day. You wake up, there's the morning asshole consulting, bang that out, go to the coffee store. Oh, admittedly, the working conditions are luxurious and pampered. Oh, no doubt about that. When I do work, I do it at the cigar lounge, at the coffee store, at the, the dessert cafe. But even golfing, you know, you're out there golfing. Oh, I really should, according to my accountant, according to my other CPA buddies, say, hey, you know, you should take some pictures of you riding your motorcycle and you hiking because that, you know, that proves street credit that gives you brand name. You're not some virgin tile basement dweller claiming to be a player and some kind of red pill uh, theoretician, and, you know, who's going to give advice, some wise age. No, people need to see you. Yes, you're physically in shape. Yes, you did the night. Yes, you climbed that mountain. You're 100% the real deal, Clary. You should have photographic evidence of that. Yeah, but sometimes I just want to ride my fucking motorcycle and not take a picture. Matt Baldoni was talking about that, all these people taking a picture of him performing. He's like, why are you taking a picture of me performing? Watch the actual damn performance. A lot of philosophical value in that. And unless I go to an absolutely new place, I don't really need to take pictures. Although I will tell you, this gets back to what I was talking about. <clears throat> My hike is, uh, I did take a lot of pictures because it's not every day you see these washes filled with rapid flowing river. And uh, it proved to be problematic. I couldn't do I couldn't do one full hike because most of these hikes go up a canyon because that's the most scenic uh, routes. Uh, but they're all filled with rapids, and the trails switch back between. They cross over the the wash all the time, so you'd have to wait for the rapids to flatten out, like get a wide amount of water flowing, because then you could cross it because there's no deep parts in it. Then the further up I got the canyon, it, the you think, oh, it's narrow, I can cross here. No, that's the opposite. You see rapid water and it's narrow, that means it's really freaking deep. It's the same volume going through. So that means it's down below. But when it's spread out and wide, that means, okay, same volume of water, but, but spread out over a larger surface area, so it's shallower. And so then that's where you want to cross, even though it's a longer distance. And so I was looking for wider, shallower, and I think I got five or six times I crossed. The seventh time, I uh, got up to my waist, didn't want my phone getting wet, trying to balance my, my phone and my pistol so they don't get wet. And you got to be really sure of your footing because you got water flowing in, I don't know, 15, 20 miles an hour. Bashing against half your lower, half all your lower body, half your total body, you take your foot up and you try and move it. The, the water is pushing it to go down where you don't even know what's beneath it because you can't see beneath the water. And so you're on one foot with you know gallons of water flowing and hitting your side at 15 to 20 miles an hour. <coughs> Ballroom dancing saved my life. I'll tell you that. Learning that balance. And then you, you got to test the foot because if you step down and it's another foot off, foot drop, you're going in the drink. 
water carries you away, you hit your head on a rock, and then you're all of a sudden in the Gulf of Cortez. At least your corpses, you have gone to a better place. And so after the seventh time, I'm like, yeah, this, this isn't fun anymore. And it was so sad because it was so beautiful to see the water coming through these otherwise desolate, empty uh, desert canyons. It was Bear Canyon, Sabino Canyon. And I ended up doing Reddington um, Pass. All kind of in the same area, but you know, roughly two and a half hours each. So I got some great pictures. But you just, you couldn't enjoy the hike. And it was so bad that it was safer for me to scale the cliffs and scale sideways if you, if you don't. Because <clears throat> when the water gets that rapid, there's that much volume going through there. It kind of fills up whatever the flat part is. And all you got is cliffs. And so what you got, you can either try and go through the water or what trail may or may not exist. Or you got to scale up and get to kind of a quasi-flat spot above the cliffs, which really didn't exist unless you really wanted to go pretty high. And there, you could walk, the water had receded from its peak, and, uh, you know, there's a bit here and there, but the, still some of the best things to do is you, you climb a cliff five, six feet up, and then you scale sideways um, over the rep. But if you fuck up, if you don't get sure for you're right in... You're in five foot deep water, and yeah, it's not. At best, you're gonna be really cold and really wet, and you're gonna lose your your gun. You're gonna lose your cell phone, and you're gonna have to get a new cell phone. Maybe find a new gun. And uh, wasn't that warm either. It would make a bad day of hiking. So I was <clears throat> extra sure of my footing and my grasps, and. Uh, Yes, that's the picture I need. I need somebody else to take a picture of that and say, yeah, look, see Clary, like Tom fucking Cruise in that movie Mission Impossible where he's climbing upside down. Nowhere near as dangerous as that. But pretty fucking badass, too, by the way. You know, that... He's legit. No, he's not a virgin towel. 200 pounds, 5 foot 9. Telling guys how to date women, tell the truth about women. Let me tell you how to get girls. Oh, this is a guy. The number of people that either turned around or continued making the hike with me, but then proceeded to lecture me in sermony about the difficulty of the hike and me not warning them fairly, should serve as badges of honors and proof as to the fact that, yes, I am somewhat manly. Yes, I have my physique. Yes, this isn't BS. Hey, just ask Chris Beckloff. Ask him about Death Mountain. See if see if I'm lying. See <laughs> see if I if I Photoshop pictures. Ask him if we got to the top of that mountain and who was at the top of the mountain way before anybody else. <laughs> I always give him like, hey, you got an open an open invite out to Las Vegas. I swear, no more Death Mountain. I won't take you up Death Mountain. Death Canyon? I might take you to Death Canyon, but we're not doing Death Mountain anymore. <laughs> Although it did make me think, because um, I did do nine hours of uh, hiking with half an admittedly half an hour drives in between each hike. So I maybe what uh, seven and a half hours of actual hiking. Uh, 
but I, I wanted to get all these hikes in because uh, I had lost time. I, I went up one route and I was flooded out. Went up another route. I got through the, the first uh, creek, then I had to go to the next creek. And then I couldn't get up that. So I was like losing time. But I'm like, well, I'm going to try this other hike. And I had to do it before the sun set. Um, so I skipped eating. I had a protein shake in the morning. And, um, oh, I had a sub salad in the late morning, which which is good enough. But, um, you know, not enough. But I was starving. And I'm thinking like, dude, if any of you guys, I should. I should. I'll offer a fat camp. I called it on Twitter, Westy, uh, Cappy's Western Fat Camp Boot Camp Extravaganda or something like that. And you guys, all you got to do is you come out here and you do exactly as I do. You eat exactly as I do and you hike exactly as I do. You're basically my Hopalong Cassidy. You just come with and uh, you buy all my shit and I guarantee you, you'll lose weight. You buy all my meals... Uh, you buy all my uh, espresso, and you get the gas, and I guarantee you, in a month, you have lost a lot of weight, and become a very good hiker. That's it, just come on out, you gotta, like, you know, yeah, you can cry, I'll even give you free lodging, you know, you give me a little bit of money, you buy all my shit, and in one month, we'll see how you're doing. And no one's going to sign up. You know why? Because you're more afraid of the work and the toil that's required to become in shape and to lose weight than you are the negative consequences of being fat. That's why you're not going to do it. That's why the life improvement plan that I have no clients. Because you actually have to... You, you value the laziness more than you do success in life. That's all right. That's okay. You want to be fat... You want to be a loser? You want to not have a driver's license? Well, that's one thing I don't get. I've had a couple people, the few who have contacted me about the life improvement plan. I got two or three of them, more than one, didn't have a driver's license. And I'm thinking like, well, how easy is that one to solve? Like, out of all, okay, I got to understand losing weight, that takes effort and discipline. And uh, you got to get rid of your addiction to food. Uh, saving money, same thing. You gotta, you gotta get, uh, getting a job. That's kind of out of your control to a certain extent. You gotta put together a resume. But getting your driver's license, dude. You go on the internet. You study the test for an hour. You go get your permit or whatever. Uh, you practice a little bit, and then and then you you take your test and, and you go. That's like the little for what fifty bucks max. Can't imagine it's that expensive to get your driver's license in any state. Nope, no one, no one even took me up on that. And that's like one of the basic ones. You're like, hey, get your driver's license. Even at some where they're making enough money, but they won't move out of the house. It's like, we'll move out of the house. Well, how hard is that? Go sign a lease. Spend some time on the interwebs. Find a nice, safe, safe place. Uh, you know, get your credit application. Sign a day, you can do month to month. You don't have to commit to it long term. Ugh. So that's been Cappy Land out here in Tucson. Very tired, me and my buddy Dave. We didn't get back until about 1.30, Tucson time. I thought I was going to sleep in until like 8.30. Now, 
Hey, Central Time, motherfucker. You're never getting off of it. You're going to be an old man waking up early with all the other Western old farts. The coffee store I go to, especially if I wake, if I can't, can't go back to sleep, if I wake up at like 7 or earlier, I go get my coffee. First thing, yep, there they are, all the old men solving all the world's problems. All right there. And I, I almost think I should, like, you know, wake up a little bit earlier to see if I can join those guys. Because that's all that's there to hang out with is old guys on the golf course and the, and the casinos and the, and the VFWs and the coffee stores. It's all it is, old men. But they start early. They start very early. Uh, let's do some sponsors real quick. We got Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. Run Guts, Pull Cones, same author. And you can visit Adam's site, pushingrubberdownhill.com. We got um, From Papa to Patsy um, by our good friend over at thequintessentialist.blogspot.com, which if you want to go there, he reviews movies for you so you do not have to make the economic investment of spending three hours of your life going and watching a movie, not to mention the $20 that it probably costs nowadays. Oh, God, the Captain Marvel thing. <laughs> I try to ignore the, the news, but sometimes it just permeates through. And I, I have one question. Take, take politics, I have that feminist thing. It's, it's old hat. It's all, you know, Hollywood's going to force a, a feminist thing down the throats of all of us. Because <clears throat> they haven't learned jack-fuck-all shit from Star Wars or Ghostbusters or Ocean's 8. They, they're going to force their politics down the throat. But how about having your main actor just have a cup of shut the fuck up and not be political to the build-up to a movie that's not meant to be that big but is a supporting and kind of key movie to build to the canon of the big payoff called Endgame? You know, a movie that's kind of been in the works for a decade starting at Iron Man. Oh my God. I, how did you not have it in the contract with not only Marvel's uh, Captain Marvel, which is, I guess, what, a $100 million production? You know, not the biggest budget, but nothing to sneeze as. You know, it's $100 million. But then with Endgame, <coughs> uh, Avengers Endgame being contingent on this person being introduced in Captain Marvel to be the one that saves them all. I would have that actor or actress, in the case it's Brie Larson, sign saying, you will shut the fuck up. You will make no public statements. You will not tweet out anything. You will not be um, President Trump mouthing off at Twitter at 3 a.m. You will only say what we will tell you to say. You will be a good, sweet, uh, girl of American Pie, okay? You're going to be the nice girl. You're going to be Gal Gadot, even though she's Israeli, and way fucking hotter than you. Because was, that was the perfect example. Uh, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman, there was no politics. There was no politics in the movie. Just, just one little bit, but you know what? I'll forgive it because the movie, I wasn't a fan of it, but they did a very good job with Wonder Woman. I just didn't like... 
I, I know a lot of people critique me, but I didn't like how she was so naive. And that's not right. It did it. A lot of crying. A lot of sappiness. People are like, but that's how it was. All right, fine. Uh, but it was a very well done movie. There was no rah-rah feminism. It was just really cool uh, chicks doing cool-ass shit. And their actions spoke for themselves. You know, there was no rubbing it in. <clears throat> they let their actions speak for them. So that was great. Uh, Gal Gadot did a wonderful job. I think she was the perfect Wonder Woman. You know, Burnett uh, not only physically looked like her, but uh, right amount of maturity, but innocence and cleverness. I, I really liked her as a one. I'd, I'd see, like, if there's another Wonder Woman movie, I'd go see it. I, well, I wait to see other people say, is it like, uh, what was the one that was pure mass and guilt? It was the saddest thing I ever saw where it was one of my favorite original movies in the sequel there was there was a drop that was the largest drop in quality from the original to the sequel um, Guardians of the Galaxy oh the sequel was horrible all sap you're my dad I love you dad everybody had dad issues in that one like, what the fuck Uh, anyway, uh, so I would see a second Wonder Woman. But there, the point being is the behavior of the actress, you know, the main person, was the way it should have been. We're not going to talk politics. We're not going to talk religion. Uh, even if people in the media want to interview us about feminism, we're not going to say anything about it. If you're asked by say, that's not my job. I'm an actor. I'm not a politician. I have no opinions on this politically at all. I just want people to go and enjoy the movie. Oh, no, not Brie Larson. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's like they don't, they don't connect. They don't, they don't make the connection that, like, me mouthing off and saying, I want no white men reviewing this show and what? We got to pay young girls. I want a fundraiser to go pay girls to watch this. I mean, you just... You just can't help but mouth off and introduce politics into it. You cannot make the connection as to how that might alienate some people. Not even necessarily the feminist shtick. It's the, it's the same old sanctimonious, fake, magnanimous, uh, holier than thou. We're raising awareness. It's so sickening. It's so tiring. Like, shut the fuck up already. We don't give a shit about your nonprofit or how great a person you are. It's all fake. It's all bullshit. We all know it. Just play a good hero. Because there's always a potential. Captain Marvel could have been really cool. Could have been a new uh, person, new hero to introduce that would have been really neat. A true uh, added asset. <coughs> To the uh, Marvel comic universe, you know, kind of like Xena, Xena Warrior Princess. Whoever mentions her again, you guys remember Xena Warrior Princess? Hey, she's a badass chick. She's like Hercules, except she's a chick and she's got her a uh, female uh, adjutant. And they go around, they have adventures, and they kick ass. And hey, they meet Hercules. And how cool is that? And everybody loves Xena. Nobody got upset. No, not one political thing. Let me tell you about the '90s and the '80s. And the 70s. Ain't no politics. Hercules, Xena Warrior Princess, 
And what's it about? Ah, it's just about these really cool, rip-good-looking um, demigods going around kicking some ass. You know, helping out the local villagers. And they got a partner there, and they, they exchange a rapport, and they build up a good friendship, and there's family involved. And, uh, and then, uh, hey, there's the female version, and these girls are just as kick-ass. And, and uh, they meet up with Hercules and the other guy. It's really neat. That's what it was. You could not not like Hercules or Xena. There was no way you couldn't like it. Oh, it may have been formulaic, but it was good. It was charming. It was wonderful. Nope, can't have that. No, we can't have that. Nope. But Xena, I forget the uh, Lucy, Lucy, is it Lucy Lawless? Was that the actress's name? No, Kevin Sorbo was, was Hercules. He's a Minnesota native, too. <laughs> They didn't talk politics. They just had fun. They made them like, hey, we got some employment. This is awesome. We got one of the most popular fun shows on television right now. Let's be happy. <coughs> At least while they were working, they didn't mouth off about politics. Oh, no. Oh, no. Big blockbuster movie. Hundreds of millions of dollars riding on this. Potentially billions since it feeds into Endgame riding on this in this low-grade, low-IQ bint whose only skill is faking being other people. She's got a mouth off. She's got... And I love the, the standard response like, oh, are you intimidated? You're, you're insulted? I was like, no, bitch. I don't like politics in my fun. It's hypocritical. We know you're lying. It means you're a, you're a dishonest person and you're arrogant. Shut the fuck up and make a goddamn movie. That comes out pretty soon. It's going to be very interesting to see. going to be very interesting to see. There was an article highlighting how whoever does the estimates, the estimates for the box office take was on the weekend was being whittled down. First it was like as high as 160, then it was 150. Now they're saying over 100, and the, now the low estimates are coming in at 80. And man, they, they don't get the connection between your main actor mouthing off. And it could be about any politics. They think it's like, oh, because it's feminine. No, no, it's not. It's not I don't want some... You guys remember, like, uh, you'd be in a public event and say, let us pray. I, even as a little kid, I found that distasteful or kind of creepy like why are we praying what does Jesus have to do with this I even kind of have a little bit of a reservation about singing the national anthem at, at a baseball game or something like that it's kind of like this is a little culty why are we doing this I don't want conservative politics in there because it's rude it's rude and in case the person who's in charge or the director or the actors or whoever you're rude not everybody is Republican in your listening audience. Shut up! <coughs> I was at the Black Hills Playhouse, which is the theater in the Black Hills. Some 22-year-old theater child put an act, like they called it the soapbox, and she got up and started lecturing about how they weren't getting funding and da-da-da-da-da. I wrote an article, and I think for the longest time, uh, the article on, if you search Black Hills Playhouse, the first thing that would come up would not be their site, but my article. <laughs> and 
there's some people in the comments so you don't understand it's like no you don't understand you're the temporary employee I am paying you to put on a show now shut the fuck up get in your monkey cage and dance if I wanted a political sermon I would listen to I'll pay William F. Buckley Jr. who's dead I'll pay Jordan Peterson. I'll pay Stefan Molyneux. I'm not paying a 21-year-old bint who knows absolutely nothing about self-supportation, the working world, the real world, hard labor, paying her own way, or being a truly independent person. I don't want to hear her opinion about anything at all because she's dumb. She's not smart. She's inexperienced. She's no experience. She's a lazy person. That's why they're in theater. Or theater, as the great one likes to call it. So anyway, I know we're in the middle of the sponsors, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think... I, I'm definitely not going to see Captain Marvel. Yep, slamming on that white man shit is getting mighty tiring. <laughs> mighty tiring. You go ahead, and man, you listen to world-class bullshitters, and those, I think there's only one white guy in their uh, entourage of gentlemen. And all the other guys are sick of it, too. <clears throat> uh, so we talked about Adam Piggott pushing Robert Downhill.com. The Quintessentialist, oh, that's right, the-quintessentialist.blogspot.com. He reviews movies, and he also has that pop and a patsy movie out, or a book out, rather, about Thomas Jefferson's letter exchange between... Him and his daughter, Patsy. So uh, take a look at that. Trade the Ratio by Glorious Carl. That's for all of you who are interested in uh, investing in precious metals. <clears throat> and then also trading precious metals. Um, so get that book if you are... It, it, it's, uh, it takes you from like a know-nothing to someone who could trade. If you wanted to. I know a lot of people don't want to trade. They just want to invest. That's fine. You can do that. Uh, so there's that. I'm trying to remember the... Sponsors by name. Uh, the Pence Principle. Uh, A.K.A. How Not to Get Falsely Accused of Rape. That is a mandatory guide. It's not a full-length book. It's a guide. Uh, but I'm thinking these guides are very good. I do want to... Roosh came out with a book called Lady or Dear Lady or something. And I'm really curious to read that. Or listen to it. Uh, because it's a, it's a book, uh, like a dating book for women. And uh, I don't know if it got po published on Amazon or not, but uh, I'm really curious to see what his thoughts are. You know, a la the black man's guide out of poverty. It's here, here's an olive branch, let me help you out. Here's some insights. And to your intellectually honest people, they'll be like, thanks for the help, you know. Because I'll tell you this, here's the iron here, here's, here's the tragedy. Roosh will not lie to women. He will be honest with them. But by God, you want to talk about who lies to women? Oprah. And the women will line up to give her literally billions of dollars. So an intellectually honest woman would appreciate Roosh's, uh, Roosh's uh, works there. I'm sure it's not going to be anywhere near a big bestseller as Oprah's books. Because truth doesn't sell. Uh, but anyway, the Pence Principle, <clears throat> written by Randall Bentwick. Uh, the, what's the subtitle? 
lessons men must learn from Ford Kavanaugh. So it goes through all the ways to protect yourself today and into the future from just simply false accusations of women. It's just, uh, it's gotten that bad. Gotten that bad. Oh, what else we got? I'm trying to think who else is on the... Oh, the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. There's, uh, TJ Martinell. <clears throat> There's the Masculine Geek Podcast. There's, uh, uh who else? Uh, Rich Cooper, Entrepreneurs in Cars, O'Shea Jackson. Silvio Canto was on his show uh, not too long ago. I think, oh, yeah, it was Valentine's Day I was on his show. Um, there's so many. So many people are coming up with podcasts now. And they are pretty good. I do, I do enjoy them. Although I don't listen to all of them because I kind of go through binging episodes. Uh, what else? Oh, there's so many more. JimFear138.blogspot.com Check him out. Oh, I don't know. How many more miles? God, 62 miles to Phoenix. What in God's name? Oh, thank God I'm meeting these people on the south side. I think when I get to San Diego, I'm just going to sit on my ass and do absolutely nothing. Oh, is there anything else I want to talk about? <laughs> Amazon, that was a good deal. I gotta, I gotta go by memory. I can't go by uh, reading the script. But you could, you could have predicted this script long ago. Amazon pulling out of New York. <laughs> Which, why in fuck's name would you go there anyway, Jeff? What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you go to New York? Why would you? The traffic, the taxes, the expense. The shitty infrastructure, are you kidding me? Nashville, Memphis, Knoxville, Atlanta, Savannah. Go to some place that isn't a traffic nightmare and people can actually enjoy life and have a work-life balance. And I thought Ocasio-Cortez would have learned her lesson, you know? That the... Uh, the dipshits of the Bronx and Queens, and you guys are dipshits, you are parasites, because if you vote for a communist, you are saying, I want other people's money, and so I will continue to rip on the constituents of Queens and Bronx, which is her district. Uh, you guys lost out on an employer, but what, what I have been informed uh, by some uh, agents in the field that, at the meetup last night is that Ocasio-Cortez was celebrating. Like, they were celebrating that Amazon didn't bring 20,000 jobs to the area. <laughs> I understand if they had all these demands and concessions, because let's also be intellectually honest. Amazon was walking in there swinging their big-ass dicks, saying, what are you going to do for us? How are you going to suck our dick for this? So I could see if it's like, uh, no, it's got to be beneficial to everybody here. So I, I could see that. <laughs> But I wonder how much where they're like, you know, most people are in one way or another lining up to give us some concessions and at least lick the head. You know, you, Ocasio-Cortez, went down to Walmart and bought a, a cleaver and you're going snap, 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 like you're going to cut our dick off. And uh, we're going to leave. And they, and this, it wasn't just her, but like, I guess a couple other people were celebrating. Like, 
and you want to talk about somebody, and they ask me, he says, do, do you think she actually believes it? You think she actually, I say, yeah, she does. Because she's, she's, she is so clueless. She's actually happy. She, she is a destructivist. She thinks destroying things that are successful is success. Never mind, what are you going to replace it with that's of equal or higher production? Uh, they just like destroying things. That's all it is. Whereas, so when I pointed out, uh, Paul Krugman, um, he doesn't believe it. He's not a true believer. Uh, he knows how to very craftily uh, spin his writing and cherry pick some data to make what would seem a very compelling argument to someone without a trained eye in economics. Uh, so he knows exactly what he's doing. He doesn't believe it. He's a shill. But at least he's he knows better. Uh, yeah, Ocasio-Cortez, and I'm left to believe the dipshits that are piss poor in the Bronx and Queens, you know, who've been poor for quite some time, you were celebrating that you got rid of an employer with 20,000 jobs. Okay, I enjoy being poor for the rest of your life. And if you're celebrating that, man, you you think just high taxes and regulation is going to scare away a guy. If your district has a rep that is actively celebrating the fact that there was no investment, they're celebrating the fact <clears throat> they scared off capital and jobs? I mean, how dumb do you have to be to think that's a good thing for your district? I, I it's, I mean, you can't, you can't get dumber than a millennial, I'll tell you that. Nothing's dumber than a socialist millennial. You know, rock, rock has no bad opinions, it has no opinion there, it's true neutral. Millennial, that's a leftist, my God. Everything wrong. Alright, that's it. Cappy's got to pull over and hit the can. And there's an exit up here. I will... God dang it. There we go. Check out the sites, check out my books, all that other stuff. PayPal, Patreon, and blah, blah, blah. You guys know the routine. I'll see you guys later. Two of us.